I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Solo Rip 19. Um, just to be perfectly transparent here, this is the second time I shot episode Solo Rip 19. Um, so if you guys have noticed last Saturday, those of you that follow the show, there was no solo rep, even though it was recorded. And I want to be completely transparent here as to why very early on. Before I get transparent, I do want to remind you, these solo rips are meant to be short, concise episodes that you're able to take some information, some ammunition, as I like to call it, and bring it to your day-to-day conversations, whether it's your next get-together, your dinner event, your birthday party, whatever it is. And it's intended for me to unleash my venting, give you some ammunition, whether you agree or disagree and be able to either disagree with me either through a boost on Fountain or on Twitter or just go out into the world and disagree with me out there and and share the different narrative. So check out the main chain episodes. Those are the episodes where I actually interview fantastic Bitcoiners that afford me their time. I'm a student in those uh, um, interview sessions, just like you guys are listening Bitcoiners, man, Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners. They just have an amazing way to specialize on certain things and be able to express and exercise those certain things. And the benefit of having this podcast is streamlining education. Like a lot of people think that, you know, I have these people on the podcast for my own personal gain or to shill a product or for all this stuff. And there is no shilling here. This is a value for value show, a value for value podcast. Um, But boy, do I get to learn. And that's what I get out of it. I get to have the smartest people in the room come in here and talk to me in my room uh, and and be able to, you know, teach me a thing or two about this thing that we all love and that we all care about Bitcoin. So check out the main chain episode, the latest episode, depending on when you listen to this, is Econo Alchemist. And everything that I just said stands there. I learned so much from that conversation. Hopefully you guys can too. So back to the transparency. So I recorded a solo Rep 19 last week, as I usually do. And, you know, it was about mental health uh, uh, and a few different things there, specifically focused on mental health. I didn't release that episode. I just didn't think it was good enough. Now, there was some good advice there. Nothing that nobody knows, just ways that I cope with, you know, when I'm having a hard time and when, you know, the monkey mind, as they like to call it, continues to, to, to swell And if you guys do want to hear it, then just leave a boost or leave some type of feedback wherever you're listening and let me know that you actually want that to release. Maybe I'll release it as like a bonus episode. But ultimately, the point I'm trying to make here, guys, is, you know, if I don't think it's good enough, it's not going to see the light of day. I'm not going to waste your time. I know time is the only thing that we have here that you can't make any more of. And I told you guys, that's the whole point of value for value. If this sucks... You let me know by giving no value. If this is great, you let me know by giving value. But the last thing I want anybody to do is to waste their you know, precious time listening to something that doesn't do anything for them. Now, I know what you may be thinking. Well, you know, that episode might have done something for me and it doesn't do that subjective. And uh, yeah, it is. So reach out to me and let me know. Once again, I geared specifically up mental health. 
Um, I was more transparent in that episode because I've been having a hard time here mentally with all the things that I'm juggling and all the things that's going on. But I didn't want to bore anybody with what's going on with me. I really aim to just give practical advice on how I get back on track. Right? And a fun fact, actually, before Bitcoin, I actually wrote a book, a small book, specifically on that is how to get back on life. It's called Derailed for whoever cares. Um, but it was basically some steps that I take to get back on track when I get derailed. Uh, so that's what that solo rip was about. But we're back. We're back. We're back. Solo rip 19. Here I got some stuff for you. It's going to be kind of built around lightning here. But it's also uh, I also want to talk about what type of Bitcoiner I am. Right. And, and there is different types of Bitcoins and there is no wrong way to Bitcoin. I want to preface that before I get to that part of the show. But I've been getting myself in conversations lately where I don't think the reason I'm in Bitcoin is the same reason why other people's in Bitcoin. And I wanted to open that up here for discussion for y'all. But, um, you know, uh, as Eric Kaysen likes to say, I want y'all to tell me when I'm wrong. That, that's a big part of this. That's a big part of this podcast uh, about open source in this podcast. I've told y'all before, if you want to contribute topics, if you want to contribute, I'll give y'all a split. But also letting me know when I'm wrong is very important in the learning process. And I do take that, you know, I don't take that lightly. I actually want to learn from y'all and I want to get better from y'all. So I wanted to be sure to let y'all know that, um, so focused on the lightning stuff first and foremost. Uh, BBB was here last week here in Austin. Um, a lot of y'all people would, you know, a lot of people would think is like, first one, you must be there. You're in Austin. I did very limited and I didn't show up to the conference at all, period. Um, and back to, uh, you know, what was going on with me mentally. It's actually the best thing I did. Um, I took the weekend away from Bitcoin and I refreshed myself. Um, I went to the gun range. Hey, that was pretty fun. Um, but um, spend a lot of time with my wife and my kids, right? And, and that gave me the fuel that I need to get back on track, to be able to get back to my bag, to be able to get back to my mojo and be creative and be able to do what it is that I do very best. Uh, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I got to remind myself and for the listeners, if I ever miss a show or anything like that, I got to remind y'all that, hey, listen, I... You know, my family is out here as well. And although Bitcoin is pretty much, you know, my day to day from my day job all the way down to doing these side projects, um, they're much more important than anything else. Right. And they're out here in Austin, not by themselves, but as you guys can imagine, without their friends and their support and this, all this. And I need to make sure that they're comfortable in their situation before anything else. Uh, but what I did was able to take in from BBB last week is, is I was at the Commons last week, last Friday to be specifically, and um, there was uh, some really cool stuff that happened in there. Bitcoin Times, Savesky and Parker uh, released Bitcoin Times. Shout out to them on that. That's an incredible project and a really cool project um, that, you know, is great for Bitcoin. It's great um, to see prolific writers be able to be documented in something that's more of a collectible that should live on than more than just a basic magazine. So shout out to them. They launched that. But that morning, uh, Ross Stevens from Nidig, and we all know Ross. I mean, Ross is super bullish, has been very bullish, uh, uh, and has some of the greater sound bites or interviews in Bitcoin that one wouldn't even argue that. He decided to move his announcement from the uh, where the BBB conference was, the hotel, over to the Bitcoin Commons. And uh, for y'all that don't know what the Bitcoin Commons is, is literally the, uh, the central hub 
no pun intended, is actually in central Austin, right there across from the Unchained offices. But it's the central hub for Bitcoin, Bitcoin creatives, Bitcoin developers. Uh, more to come on Bitcoin Commons in the next few weeks. Talking in bits may graduate to the Bitcoin Commons. So um, that's a little. But Ross decided to move his message there. Obviously, wherever Ross moves, everybody else moves. He's one of those type of figures. And this was no different. Showed up. A lot of people showed up. And, you know, long story short, he showed up to announce um, a new company, a new project, a lightning accelerator, which is called In Wolves Clothing. Clever name there. Um, and he just basically announced what he was trying to do. Um, you know, I, I do want to say that, you know, Pleb Labs here in Austin is, is pretty much a lightning incubator as well. Um, accelerator, you know, projects come out of there. Uh, Testnet and a bunch of others that, I, you know, they're, they're blank in my mind, but shout out to them. But, you know, when Ross comes in and, you know, he drops the bag, right, the big old bag, then this is something big. And it was basically, as you know, what an accelerator is, is I want to get, this is paraphrasing him, I want to get the greatest minds and I want to bring them out to this office, this like castle that we basically created. Um, and he talked about where the location is, uh, which I believe is in New York and one of the most premier buildings out there, the views, um, the experience, but also you know, the incentives, right? Like we want the best, so we'll pay for the best. We'll bring them out there. We'll fly them out here from Africa, from anywhere in the world to basically come here and contribute to what a lot of us know is not a secret, but a lot of people are now starting to catch on. And it's that lightning is it. Lightning is not going anywhere. Lightning is not escaping. Lightning is the way we scale. Lightning is the the the, the fundamental system that's going to take this to the very next level uh, or the layer that's going to take this to the very next layer level. And, it, you know, from Ross coming in here and, and and all the other stuff I know about Lightning, not to mention the fact that I use Lightning from day to day and what Oshi's doing with just, you know, being able to walk into a coffee shop or anywhere really and, and be able to do Lightning transactions back and forth. And everybody's doing, has been doing, value for value is designed on Lightning. Um, then it was big announcement. It basically just put another anchor in the lightning department that says we're lightning is here to stay. And there's a lot of people now putting money in it and resources in it to make it be what it's meant to be and what it's supposed to be. So, uh, Ross made that announcement and that was very big. Um, you know, I, I, I very big, very big fan of Ross Stevens and everything that he's been able to, to do for Bitcoin and contribute to Bitcoin. But this is the first time I actually got to experience him in the room and the energy that he comes with. And boy, does he have some energy. So shout out to the Bitcoin comments for being a space where somebody like Ross Stevens can come and make these announcements and be prepared for that. Uh, but, you know, shout out to Ross. And this in Wolf's clothing is going to be something major, along with every other lightning accelerator that is helping, contributing working on lightning and allowing us to be able to do everyday day-to-day stuff like stream sats to this podcast or stream sats to somebody on the other side of the world instantaneously or go to the farmer's market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fantastic stuff from there, from that announcement. Just to keep it on the lightning narrative here, um, LND 0.15 came out and launched out. And some of the stuff that I do, a bunch of uh, uh, many other things is zero confirmation channels. I'm not very versed on how this works, but if it is what it says it is, a zero confirmation channel, that is incredible. Because typically with Lightning, what happens is, is you have to find the party to open the channel to, right? Then you got to dedicate some either outbound, outbound liquidity usually when you're opening the channel to them, 
Uh, but you can collaborate and do, you know, half and half or whatever it may be to get outbound and inbound. But basically, you find somebody you want to open a channel to, you dedicate some funds towards the network, and then what happens is, is you have to wait for a confirmation. You broadcast that to the network to let the network know, hey, I'm opening this channel. And remember, in a lightning transaction, there's an opening channel and there's a closing channel. Those are the only two that are on chain, when you open it and when you close it. It's a settlement. Um, so you have to broadcast that, like, you know, I want to open a channel with uh, Alice, and basically, the you know that broadcast transaction needs to be broadcasted um, so that we can open up that channel together. So what it looks like is happening here with LND 015 is that's gone. You should be able to open a channel instantaneously. And I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because <laughs> I obviously don't understand the logistics of in and out how that even works. But the fact that it works continues to prove, along with my previous uh, uh, topic here on Ross Stevens and and the uh, Lightning uh, Accelerator, is is that. Damn, is lightning getting better? Damn, is lightning becoming this thing that's going to be a weapon that will allow us to be able to really continue this war and continue to fight the fight with tools that are not only sharp, but tools that are meant to win. And I'm going to get into what I mean by tools and war and all these analogies and all that in my last part here. Uh, but uh, another thing is, is anywhere that Taproot is available as a, as a lightning address destination, that's going to be available by default. And if you guys remember, if you fell asleep, Taproot is supposed to do many things, um, including smaller transactions, like file size transactions, but increase security as well. So now Lightning is not only getting faster, if that can even happen, because Lightning instantaneously, but now you can open up zero confirmation channels faster. And anywhere that Taproot is available is going to be on by default, more secure, right? So... A lot of people still, it's getting smaller and smaller, but a lot of people are still on the lightning isn't going to be able to scale bandwagon and uh, we, we need to be able to do this and that and they'll never make it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Y'all starting to be less and less because as these updates start to come out and as you know more places for lightning devs to be able to work and, and be able to learn and be able to cultivate their ideas because it starts to come to more fruition, then your argument starts to exist least and least. This is it. This is coming. This is faster. This is more secure. And this is just, I would say the beginning, but I've been using Lightning since 2020. Um, so about two years now, but it, it's getting better and it's getting more robust and it can only get better. The more creative minds have a place to work and have a place to do. And shout out to the devs as always, because without y'all, a lot of this stuff wouldn't even be, it will not be possible, right? So looking forward to see how that influences value for value podcasting or value for value in general. But to me, that's a big win because it takes off the slower, you know, waiting for confirmation. And I opened up a channel with somebody a few weeks ago. I mean, the mempool was backed up, but it did take us, I don't know, probably about an hour, close to two hours to actually see that that channel was actually open. Um, so this is already working in that direction and more taproot integration and more taproot to see uh, um, is also going to help us when it comes to this uh, censorship resistant technology. So super excited about those workings there. LND is out 0.15. If you're a developer, you haven't updated. What the hell are you waiting for? But if you're a developer, you probably updated before I even heard the story. <laughs> so I'm not worried there about that. All right. I'm going to finish this uh, solo rip off with... Uh, first of all, shout out to all the Bitcoiners that did come out to Austin for BBB. Although I didn't get to meet you in person, although I didn't get to, you know, the ability to show up to the conference. I do know y'all were in town. I do know that y'all were repping hard and, 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 you know, here for the Bitcoin festivities. And without those festivities, whether I'm there or not, you know, Bitcoin community doesn't doesn't flourish. And I appreciate everybody that worked 
from the actual BBB event to the other stuff like the Bitcoin Black Party. Um, you know, shout out to Oshi and shout out to uh, um, Austin Bitcoin Club, Pleb Labs, everybody in that vicinity that did all the side events. Uh, shout out to Unchained Capital and the Bitcoin Commons and all these side events that they did uh, in order to um, give you more than just the conference to do. Even though the conference is great, I'm sure. Um, it's good to have extra, you know, uh, um, different things to do, especially if you're priced out out of some of the things because these conferences can get expensive. So shout out to that before I move on to my last section. So what type of Bitcoiner am I? Um, you know, I bring this up because, you know, during the Bitcoin Times announcement, you know, which which was great. It had Jeff Booth, it had Parker Lewis, it had Jimmy Song, uh, Savetsky, and it had Eric Kaysen. So uh, shout out to them. But, you know, I it just made me realize that, like, everybody has their place and their way of using Bitcoin and interacting with Bitcoin and talking about Bitcoin. But the one that really, like, really stimulates me and the one that I think that I fall under is, is, you know, we need this to win. To me, it's war. To me, it's not. I, I, I was having this conversation earlier where it's like, you know, Bitcoin had got here because of financial incentives. There is a truth to that, 100%. I'm just, I just don't have to rock with that truth. And, well, but why do you stack sets? It's because you want like a, you know, like a serial wealth. And the only reason people do mining industries and all that stuff is you're, uh, that, you know, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. What to me is, is, is my mission is, especially if the end game for me is not fiat dollars, especially if the end game for me is not return on investment, to me, financial in, in incentive in Bitcoin is at the bottom of my stack for Bitcoin, right? To me, it, it, it's more on the, on the, if you want to call it philosophical, whatever it is you want to do, I want this network to survive for the choice that it's going to enable for my kids and their kids' kids, and even for me at a later stage. Is that a financial incentive? It may be, but it, it, it's not the point. The point is, is that we need to defeat tyranny, right? We need to defeat what it is that they've taken from us. And yeah, I need a place to store my money, but I need this thing, this thing that stores other people's money to be able to exist, to be able to win when it comes to a war. And the war that we're fighting is the war against the Fed, against fiat money, against all the nastiness that is happening in this world. So if you ask me, will I mine at a loss? I absolutely will and I have. Reason being is, is because it helps structure this network and it helps decentralize this network and make that weapon, the analogy that I keep using, more sharp and more secure, right? Do I run my own node? Absolutely. Is it because I need my own? It's because it decentralizes, the, right? It's, it's my mission is to give this network everything that it needs for my part, for my energy, for my resources, in order to be able to expand it and in order to be able to secure it and have it be able to win the war that is currently happening and we're no way, nowhere near finishing that war. And I said this a few episodes ago, a lot of people, especially the fiat, uh, uh, not the fiat, the financial incentive people are basically sitting back and saying, all you have to do is stack sats and we win. But that's not true. This network needs to be secured. So we need to decentralize the mining or the hash rate is going to end up in the hands of somebody who can do us harm. We need to decentralize the ledger, so we need to run our own nodes because then that's going to end up in the wrong hands. We need Taproot and all this censorship-resistant technology because that's going to allow us to keep us safe, right? 
And if we just autopilot this fucking shit, and if we just continue to think that it's all about a, 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 a monetary or, or financial incentive, then I'm sorry, I just don't rock with that. That's at the bottom of my reasons for Bitcoining. And I'm not mad at anybody that has that closer to the top or to the top. Shit, we've been fucked for so long, especially our parents, that when we finally find a little bit of money or we find that this can actually get us to excellence or get us to wealth, then by all means, a lot of people are jumping 100% on that. But to me, as the more time goes on and the more I get engulfed in here and the more I see the landscape, the more I see the war that needs to be fought, the more I care about the weapon and protecting the weapon, right? Because the funny thing is, is that if we lose... And this weapon doesn't get to do, and by weapon, I mean Bitcoin, right? Cryptography, everything that's underlining it, this weapon that we have to be able to cast against everything that's bad, which is fiat rails, if you think about it, right? Then what does it matter if we lose about the fee, about the financial, and, I keep mixing up financial and fiat. I know that it's not just fiat, but financial nowadays is fiat. But the financial incentive to Bitcoin doesn't matter if there isn't guys like me that are willing to frontline it and willing to say, hey, listen, if I get paid at the end of this or if I become wealthy at the end of this, fantastic. Everybody wants to be wealthy. But the war is not fought for the wealth. The war is fought to win it, right? And then when we win it, our kids will be wealthy. Our kids will be better off. And so will we at our later ages in, uh, later age in life and the winner of our seasons. This war is going on in real time. And anybody that's in it for financial incentive, I'm all with y'all. But get the hell out of my way. Get the hell out of my way. Idealism doesn't work in Bitcoin. It does for me because that's the reason that I Bitcoin. That's the reason I do this podcast. That's the reason I do this education. Y'all ain't paying me nothing that you don't want to pay to listen to me. So why else would I do that? Is it for financial gain? Of course not. It's because if I arm you with the information you need, you go ahead in your life and you defend the weapon. And then another piece of that is, is that if Bitcoin were to go to zero... Right, I still have all the things that I learned and got from Bitcoin, the network that I've created, the people that I've met, the relationships that I've gotten, right? The way I eat, the way I educate my kids, right? That sovereign mindset can never be taken away from me. Therefore, can never be information can never be stolen. It can't be taken away from my kids and everything that they got going on. So if you want to say that Bitcoin is at the top of your financial, if financial incentive is at the top of your Bitcoin list for why you Bitcoin, then if the price goes down to a hundred bucks right now, you're going to be screwed and your incentive is now screwed. What I'm telling some people and what I'm telling y'all is, is that I'm not that type of Bitcoiner. If the price of Bitcoin goes down to 100, everything that Bitcoin has done for me and what it stands for and what it can do, especially to the Fed and to fiat, still stands for me. I don't lose that, right? So do, do they go hand in hand and do you need financial incentive to make Bitcoin grow? Sure, depending on what ball game you're betting on at the end. If you're betting on this thing going to a quadrillion dollars, best believe you need financial incentive to make this work, right? And if you think Satoshi did this for financial incentive for it to work, you have a strong argument there as well. What I'm telling you is, is the more and more goes on, the more and more my time preference lowers, and the more and more I understand that this weapon needs to be protected and used effectively. And if everything is about a financial incentive in life, you're not protecting shit. You're just looking out for your fucking self. Everybody Bitcoins differently. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Even though it sounds like I'm not fine with that. I am. What I don't want people to do is to try to sway me or try to tell me that I'm being a philosopher or that I'm being, or that I, you know, I, I'm being a, a, a idolizing Bitcoin or all, this, all these other words that they can use. Don't tell me how I Bitcoin because I tell you what, 
This show wouldn't exist if not, if I didn't think the way I thought about Bitcoin and neither were all the things that I've learned that have made my life a gazillion times better. And none of them have to do with how much dollar value I have in Bitcoin, right? None of them have to do with coming up on somebody or, 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 or getting some type of dough on somebody. None of that has to do with any of that. And y'all could go back to any of these earlier episodes when I had a co-host or any of the other episodes and you're going to see that my energy stays the same. This is a weapon that is designed to help us win the war that we are fighting. This is, back to the Bitcoin Times event, this is Prometheus. This is taking away the fire from the gods. They're the gods right now. They control the money supply and what they want to do. They control how happy you are or not because they've affected everything else, whether it's money-related or not money-related. I am more focused on making sure that the fire is here and that we have control of that fire. If it helps some of y'all get financial incentive and come up, I'm in it. I'm here. I'm with y'all. I'm fighting. But I'm telling you, it's much more important things in Bitcoin than the financial incentive. It's making sure that we don't lose because, as I said a few episodes ago, we can lose. You can't just stack sats and expect this to go away. If that was the point, then all these developers would not have much to do. So if I'm wrong, please let me know I'm wrong. But I think there's a way for everybody to Bitcoin it. And I want that to be respected. And I want y'all to respect the way I Bitcoin. So that wraps up this episode here, this solo rip. Once again, if the episode is not good enough, then it won't come out. That's just how I am because I don't want to waste y'all time. If y'all want to hear the episode, boost, let me know down below. Right? And as always, if you got any value from this episode, please share. That, that, that's, that's the easy way of doing it. Let other people know that there's signal here. Let other people know that they should check out Talking in Bits. We highly appreciate that. If, you, if you're on podcasting 2.0 apps, leave us a boost, stream us some sets. If you want to take part in the show, it's decentralized. You can provide cover art. You can provide whatever it is you want. And I'll be sure to, 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 to get a split out to you so you can get some sets, right? We like Fountain. We like Breeze. There's so many others out there. Go check out one of those. Go load up a Lightning Wallet because it's coming better and better every single day. And stream us some sats while you listen. On Fountain, you can even earn some sats for listening. So isn't that a win-win there, right? And do that for your favorite podcast because that's the way these podcasts continue to spread their signal and their message. If you want this 4K content, which I also work very hard on, then check us out on Bitcoin TV. That's the place where you should go and you should check out this video content. There's a lot of great Bitcoin podcasts and Bitcoin shows there. So go check out Bitcoin TV. And if you haven't caught up to the Bitcoin standard of media, then you really need to get up with it because it's the way that you actually can show value for the value that you're receiving every single day. If not, check us out on all those other places, YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. Share us, subscribe, give a thumbs up. All that stuff actually helps. As always, I appreciate y'all. And that wraps up Solo Rep 19. I'll catch y'all this week with uh, a main chain episode, but I'll catch y'all on the next Solo Rep next weekend. I appreciate y'all. Take care. Later.